This is Think Smart with TMFG, your weekly podcast of what's newsworthy and relevant to everyday Canadians. With your host, Senior Financial Advisor Rob McClelland and Mike Conan of Asante Capital Management. Today on Think Smart with TMFG, Mike and I are going to be discussing delegation. You're a bit of a better expert on delegation than I am, aren't you? <laughs> uh, it's interesting. I, I think going to business school really helped um, learning about delegation. And as many of our audience know, I was, have been part of a, a program called the Strategic Coach for a long time, over 25 years. And one of the secrets of the coach is they talk a lot about delegation, not only in, in your business world, but in your personal life. And the one thing we all have in common is we all have the same number of hours. And there's 24 hours in a day and there's seven days in a week. And we live for somewhere hopefully between, you know, 70 and 95 years. And no one has any more time than that. That's all there is. So how do you, how do you free up time? How do you get more time? It's a very... Tricky thing because I've had trouble with delegation. You like you've always been relatively good at it. I always have trouble with it because uh, it always feels like it, there's a lot of stuff I can do, and I feel I should do everything I can. But as you said, there's only so many hours of the day. We were, we were talking a half an hour ago. It was funny. The guy called me up. I got a jeep, and uh, a guy was uh, told me what was wrong with it. And it was a problem. I looked up and I knew what was wrong with it. And I was thinking it's going to take me five hours to rip off the top end of the engine and go and replace this whole piece that's inside inside the engine. And I YouTubed and everything, and I just wasn't looking forward to it. And it's funny, the mechanic calls me up and says, you know, I found this oil drip. We're gonna, we have the top of your engine off. We might as well do this now. Would you like us to do it? And this weight just came off my soul. And I said, just, I know what you're going to do, but just go ahead and do it. So it just made my life so much easier because there's five hours I don't have to spend ripping apart an engine. Well, it's interesting. Now, I'm going to talk about, you know, some simple ones. And and at home, you know, we live in Richmond Hill. And it's a, it's a nice house. Not a huge house. Good-sized house. I think it's 3,000 square feet. We've been in it for over 25 years. The problem is we're away all summer or most of the summer. And even away weekends in the spring and fall because we tend to come up to the cottage. So somehow I've had to figure out a way to delegate. So the very first thing I learned is I, well, I don't, don't like cutting grass. I, I bought a lawnmower when we first bought the place, did it about three runs in the backyard and said, okay, I'm not doing this anymore. Um, I like gardening. Um, I like the gardens to look beautiful. And in, in, in Richmond Hill, every year we seem to get nominated for one of the best gardens. But I literally do none of it. And you have to have a guy. Or a girl. And I happen to have a guy named Stan. Yep. And Stan and his team have we've been working. He's been working in the house for over 25 years. He was a, uh, he was a friend of a friend of my wife's. And uh, Stan looks after the lawn. Uh, this spring, I remember I was saying, Stan, you know, this whole, this whole garden looks horrible. And... And I come back 10 days later and he's planted a whole new garden in there. And I get this whopping bill and it's $3,000. But 
If I had had to go out and buy all the individual plants and spend two days ripping out the old garden and planting in the new garden, it probably would have cost me in stress at least two to three thousand dollars plus some visits to the chiropractor. And you may have some wrong plants in there. Right. And once again this year I get another award for having one of the better gardens in Richmond Hill. So delegation works well and and so that's a simple example. Shoveling snow. Uh, my chiropractor always says you can you can either come visit me twice a week or you can hire someone to shovel your snow. You make the choice. It's the same yeah. amount of money. Yeah. It, it's funny when you look at at business um, and I've been learning about delegation as we talked about I was, I was looking at three different levels of delegation and again when uh, I started working for you 29 years ago and uh, I was doing Lotus 1, 2, 3 spreadsheets to go get them ready with return rates and I'm sure you knew how to do that right? I did. So, so it was something that you knew, but it was something that was taking your time because it was prepping for meetings. So the idea was that you needed someone to do something like that so you could spend more time in meetings. So I think at the first level, delegation is really a means to free up time, right? Because you end up, as you said, there's only so many hours in a day and so many hours you can work and you have to start to free up time. The hard part, the hardest part I'm a, I'm a bit of a perfectionist in some things. And so the person you delegate, number one, probably initially anyways, will not do it as well as you do. Yeah. Number two is they're going to use a completely different method than you would have. The, the sequence of events will com be completely different. And if you're a perfectionist, that will drive you absolutely crazy. But you have to have faith. You got to go. It works. And, and so the only way to free up that time is to delegate. And so going back 25 years ago, if I was going to grow my financial planning business, I needed to delegate. I needed, an, I, I needed a, a mini me. Yeah. And you were my mini me 25, yeah. 29 years ago. It, and it's funny because then you go to level two of delegation. Level two, I find, is acquiring skill sets that you don't have. And we moved this later on because... We've, uh, in the last while, we, we used to market ourselves. We used to do our own seminars. We used to do all these things ourselves. And we were okay at it. I mean, okay is probably giving us more credit than we deserved. <laughs> we thought we were we, okay. We thought we were okay. At the time, we didn't know anything else. But then we started hiring marketing people. And we started delegating those tasks out to them. All of a sudden, our events started to get better, more beautiful. And it wasn't a matter of only time. Because this was beyond just time. This is people with abilities to do things that we didn't have, right? They could, they knew how to make an event look beautiful. They knew how to make sure everything was uh, set up right. The food was great. Everything was always, you know, the level of our events went up tenfold. So why do you think some people refuse to delegate? Well, I mean, you're, you're not a great delegator. Your, your biggest issue, I think, is always cost. Mine is cost. Uh, I think some are about cost and some are about micromanagement. I think there's a combination of two. Me, I'm not a micromanager. So for me, it's more about cost. And again, I've learned my lesson over the years because many things that I have not delegated have cost me more in the long run. Just from me making errors. You know, I'm okay at things, but I'm not as great as an expert at anything. So you're better off delegating to the expert. It's interesting though, I'm always, I look at you and I'm always jealous that you're able to take on some of these jobs yourself. Whereas myself, my 
my first reaction is to call somebody. And I actually now even have a, at the cottage, I have a person who I delegate to who then makes all the calls for me. Well, right now what I do is I look at my enjoyment level out of things. And uh, I used to never do this, but whenever I look at something, I say, I can do most things, but will I actually enjoy doing that? And if it relaxes me and I enjoy doing, I love cutting trees. So I'll go out with a chainsaw all day. I'll never delegate cutting trees down because I like doing it. I have, have feel, feel of accomplishment. I'll cut a tree, I'll turn it into a table. I like doing that sort of stuff. That's become a hobby. So those are things I won't delegate it. But things I don't get a thrill out of doing, I don't. I no longer need to prove I can do anything. It's fine to have someone else do the stuff. So let's go back to some of the core advantages of delegation. And so number one, you get to free up your time. So we've talked about that. Now there's a cost involved, but but time is money, and and you've. So if you're freeing up time, there's going to be a, definitely a cost involved. What I find interesting is now you have time to do other things. And certainly when you're running a business, that, that's important. And what I've always viewed is being able to delegate has allowed us to provide more value to our clients. Now, if I was the advisor who was answering the phone when a client called in and I was still doing home visits and I was managing the portfolio and doing the marketing myself. You'd be a great advisor to 12 people. <laughs> I'd be a great advisor to 12 people. Yeah. And the 13th and 14th person that came out on board as clients, the experience would have to get worse and worse every time. Well, this is where we Or get, I would have to work longer and longer, I guess. This is where we get into level three of delegation. And as you referenced before, we've gone to the strategic coach and he's been a great uh, influence in, in our business, how we've expanded and how we've run the business over the years. So he has something called a unique ability. And... The highest level of delegation is when you delegate everything but your unique ability, the things you're special at. And this is a trickier type of delegation because you have to de delegate things you're very good at. It's easy to delegate. For me, I'm a terrible writer. It's very easy for me to delegate writing something out and say, here, can you write this article for me? That's a very simple delegation. I'm a mathematician. When it gets into delegating math, and work like that, it's a little bit more difficult for me to delegate because as you said, I can probably do it better than the person I'm delegating to, but is it my unique ability? Is that what I, I need to be doing uh, in that time? So that's the next level of delegation when you take things that you're actually good at, but you can. there's things you're actually better at. So it makes more time, sense for you to spend your time on things that are in your unique ability. Is it just the ability to delegate or do you also need to be able to make a decision? And so let me give you an example. You know, you just talked about the car repair. You found out you had to do a car repair today and the mechanic called you and said, well, I can look after this. You could have flipped it back and said, no, don't worry about it. I can handle that. Yeah. And yet the key was being able to make a decision right on the spot and say, no, you go ahead with it. Yeah. 10 years ago, I might've done things a different way, but nowadays it just makes more sense. I've learned my lessons. So how does this relate to our business? Our business is constantly evolving, constantly expanding. You know, it used to be myself as an advisor. Today we have seven financial advisors on our staff. Um, why are we headed in that direction, Mike? Why, what do we think the advantage is for the client? What do you see as the advantage for the client? I see let's uh, yourself and myself work on things to provide better service 
uh, uh, we've come up with better tools that we can use to service our clients. Things that if you just spent all your time just sitting down talking to everyone on the phone, just solving little problems along the way can be solved by other people, we would never get the big picture thing solved. And we have great and unique tools to create great and unique experience for our clients. And I think we're one of the best in the country at providing these types of services. And my unique ability is solving people's problems. I can't delegate that. So those are, there are certain things in business you cannot delegate. So when a client has a problem or they need an opinion on something, I don't delegate opinions. My, the opinions always are going to come from myself. I know with yourself, it's the same thing. So that's where my value is for all my clients. The second piece I look at is as a business evolves, a business always needs a continuity plan. And, you know, I turned 62 years old uh, later this month. And I know I won't be here at 75 years of age. Um, my plan is to still be here at 70 years of age, but not much past that. And, but something could happen between then and now. And touch wood, I, I don't believe it will, but you always need a backup plan. And I, what I'm most excited about with the McClellan Financial Group is we, we're building the backup plan. We're building the next generation of advisors to look after our clients so that our clients don't need to go and delegate that decision to anyone else. They can continue where they are, uh, working with new faces, new skills, um, and hopefully continue to get the same great advice we've been for providing. It's exciting when you go into our office now. It's been a real change. We have young energy. Uh, we have the, our whole staff is working as one team in the right direction. It's, it's familiar to how we felt 30 years ago when we were starting the business. And it's nice because we can feel everything expanded and they want to provide great service to our clients. They understand what we've built and how important it is. And they want to make sure that we can continue to expand this. Do you see any downsides? Some people may think that uh, you lose a bit of a personal touch. Mm -hmm. And I, I've heard feedback because we, we've, we've, had, uh, we've acquired practices over the years and sometimes people are more hands-on. And again, we, we have a more of a systematized approach, which works very well for us, but some people would prefer less systematized. Uh, but the problem is when you have a very non-systemized approach, you can only service so many clients that well. And when things don't work, you know, it, it's like, uh, I don't want to compare us to McDonald's, but McDonald's is one of the best restaurants in the world for consistency. It's because they follow very good systems and it's made them the most successful restaurant around. I hate when you go in a restaurant once and you get a great meal, then you go back again and it's a mess, you know, and then you go back and you have to send your food back. Are you going to go back to that restaurant? No. No. Three strikes you're out. Maybe two strikes you're out. But if you're driving up the cottage with the kids and they want something, you see a McDonald's on the side of the road, you're going to pull in to make sure your kids are going to be fed okay. They're not going to get any food poisoning. They're not going to have any issues. You know, the bathroom is going to be clean. It's a very consistent experience. So we're not trying to necessarily create McDonald's, but we are trying to create a firm with tremendous value. The only way that can be accomplished is through delegation. That brings us to the end of another week. This is Rob and Mike with Think Smart from the McClellan Financial Group of Asante Capital Management, reminding you to live the life that makes you happy.
you've been listening to the McClellan Financial Group of Asante Capital Management Limited. Asante Capital Management Limited is a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and the Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. Insurance products and services are provided through Asante Estate and Insurance Services Incorporated. This material is provided for general information and is subject to change without notice. Every effort has been made to compile this material from reliable sources. However, no warranty can be made as to its accuracy or completeness. Before acting on any of the previous information, please make sure to see a professional advisor for individual financial advice based on your personal circumstances. The opinions expressed are those of the authors and not necessarily those of Asante Capital Management Limited.